I am your host, Heather Petropoulos, recording live from my home studio in Brooklyn, New York, bringing you the Photo Mixtapes podcast. Episode 5, Gratitude. Hello, listeners. In the spirit of the Thanksgiving holiday, today's episode is all about gratitude in its many forms. To that end, I wanted to offer my sincere thanks to you for being here and for giving this new podcast a chance. It's tough to start something new, especially in a darker time of your life. I started the Photomix tape series of photography and music mixes this past February as a way to focus on my art, and this latest part of the series, this podcast, as a way to expand that art even further. I really appreciate all of your kind words, emails, texts, and conversations in support of my art and my truth. I am grateful to be able to share my voice with you, and I am so grateful for your reaction and support and feedback. It means the world to me. And thank you to those who wrote and shared their thoughts about sarcasm in art from the bonus podcast on Thursday. I will be looking for more feedback this week from you at the end of the podcast. Track one, a spoken word poem. Gratitude. I am grateful for music and the times I get goosebumps from it, like Eminem's performance on SNL after being a fan for at least 20 years. I am grateful for this cup of coffee still warm on this chilly day. I am grateful for the years I got with my grandma and grandpa early on. I am grateful for every movie and laugh and times to talk. My mom and I share still and have shared through the years. I am grateful that she is the one who raised me into the woman that I try to be and am. I am grateful for my own heart and brain and soul, no matter who or what comes and goes. I still like my own company and feel at peace within my soul. And I am grateful I was raised to be a good girl, even for my faults, in this ever-changing world. I am grateful for the times we were intimate and felt close, like no one else was in our little world. I am grateful for every kiss we shared and the memory of your lips. I am grateful for the love I've had, even when it was mine to lose. I am grateful for my true friends, no matter how busy, who by just checking in or complimenting a photo can make my day fill with warmth and sunshine. I am grateful for the filters I can listen and watch the bad news through, the Obama boys and friends and the girls on Twitter. Like Mr. Rogers said, always look for the helpers and help they did since November to me give. I am grateful for my little Instagram connections, feeling like a small and international gathering place and grateful for the times I get to share and also seek. I am grateful I know to feel grateful, even when it's hard to get out of bed, from all the sadness and loss within. I am grateful I know to turn to gratitude to pick myself up. I am grateful for discovering regular exercise in the natural highs, and the warm and sleepy feeling my muscles get, and for the long hot shower after it. I am grateful for my job and being able to maintain a home, even though my head is in the clouds and stars, and being an artist is all I have ever known. I am grateful for rediscovering poetry when I needed it the most. 
I thought I would be doing a podcast including poetry, but instead it's become the driving force. I am grateful for every time the entire world shuts off, just after and before the press of the shutter. The one thing I can depend on most is taking pictures quietly focusing my heartbeat. I'm grateful for learning to better take care of myself so that the bottoms aren't so close to the ground anymore. And even when I am depressed, at least the kitchen's clean, the laundry's done, and work out over before I fade into oblivion. I am grateful for every single one of my artistic ideas and instincts. I am grateful for the stuff that makes me me. I am grateful for the unique voice I have, for the stuff that's said or written or created that only I could have had. I am grateful for sunsets and the way the sun and curtains dance. I am grateful for New York when it's perfectly still. I am grateful that there are in the world so many of us who see injustice and resist. I am grateful for reading good writing. I am grateful for my health and for my inner wealth. I am grateful for films and television when they're well written. I am grateful for big landscapes and delicate details. I am grateful for learning new things. I am grateful for my new microphone waiting for me to say something new. I am grateful for my headphones keeping me company on my journey home. I am grateful I have traveled and seen places. I am grateful for so many great memories. I am grateful for the people they were with, even when I was all alone. I am grateful when someone appreciates me. I am grateful I am good at giving gifts. I am grateful that I make my own greeting cards. I am grateful I can cook and bartend. I am grateful for my understanding of coziness. I am grateful that I enjoy being alone, even when I am missing someone in particular. I am grateful I've made peace with feeling far behind all the other kids. I am grateful I still have some faith. I am grateful I still hope to marry one day, even though my heart's been broken good. I am grateful for my integrity. I am grateful for my abilities. I am grateful I can still do multiplication in my head. I am grateful for my new alarm clock that helps me wake with math problems to solve to turn it off. I am grateful for your eyes and ears on this poem and our connection through space and time. I am grateful you actually think I have something to say and took the time to read it or hear it. Can you relate? Is there anything on my list that would be on yours? I am curious, after all, what it is you're grateful for. Track 2, A Movie Review I have started a new portion of the podcast, Movie Reviews. These reviews will focus on the focuses of the podcast, cinematography, writing, and the soundtrack, and will appear on episodes after I see a film that moves me enough to share it with you. So here is the first Photo Mixed Tapes podcast movie review of Lady Bird. Lady Bird, A Movie Review Going to the movies has always been one of my favorite ways to spend time. Over the past 15 years or so, I would say that this past time has changed a bit for me. With all of the new comforts of home, Apple TV, speaker connections, the availability of film choices on television, 
and the golden age of television itself, it has been more difficult for me to justify the expense of seeing a movie out when it might even be a less enjoyable experience with all of the new discomforts of movie theaters. People using their cell phones, an erosion of general manners, and the prices versus the condition of the theater. I have carefully chosen what I see in the movie theater versus what I wait to see in the comfort of my own home. My mom and I were overdue for seeing a film together, one of our most mutually shared experiences, and we were both doing a bit of research about what was playing in theaters. We both realized that Lady Bird looked like a safe bet, having both loved Greta Gerwig and 20th Century Women, which we had seen together, always drawn to mother-child relationships on screen, and having both loved Brooklyn with Sorcy Ronan. This review contains spoilers, so if you have any interest in seeing the film, I wouldn't listen or read any further. Cinematography. The movie feels and looks like being a teenager in Sacramento, California, with muted grays, browns, and yellows, and eventually a new college student in New York City. More on the contrast between the two looks later. The coloring is wistful and whimsical, with muted and almost sepia tones and grays. The times when colors splash on screen are usually when Lady Bird, Sorcy's given name for herself in the movie, is with her best childhood friend, and they are acting like children with the burden of moving to the next step toward adulthood, missing. There is one scene when they are on the floor of the school chapel eating the Holy Communion wafers, and the reds and colors are in striking contrast to the time Lady Bird is more introspective, or when her and her mother are having an argument. There is a very low contrast for most of the film, with hardly any shadows until she arrives in New York City later on, which is starkly contrasted and much sharper and darker in tone. There are a couple of pivotal scenes of Lady Bird and her mother driving a familiar route in Sacramento that is all high-key and sun coming in through the car windows, not a shadow in sight. It really holds this memory that they never share directly. They are usually in full combat mode together in the car, like a memory that would be held on bird's wings, allowing it to flutter back and forth in time and back and forth between their individual drives with such a reverie that is subtle and emotive. It feels very easy to digest the longing and yearning throughout the film delivered through such a gentle and muted lens. At one point, Lady Bird's nun teacher and counselor remarks, You write about Sacramento with such love, much to Lady Bird's surprise. The lens of this film perfectly delivers that warmth and love of remembering growing up. Writing. Obviously autobiographical, Greta Gerwig grew up in Sacramento and moved to New York City to attend Barnard, and her mother's name, Christine, is her real name in the film. This movie is so well-written and so effectively a mix of pathos and humor. It starts out with jolts of -of out-of-nowhere dialogue that are so funny and familiar and begins about halfway through to conjure a dull and familiar sadness. Some of the most flawlessly executed scenes from a writing perspective are the scenes between Lady Bird and her mother, or between Lady Bird and her father. But they are also written with a palpable discomfort of regret. Regret for not realizing how lucky you are while it is happening. So in a way, these are the best executed scenes on paper, but at times the most difficult to watch because they are written by the grown ladybird who realizes she didn't know what she had growing up. 
The scenes and dialogue with Lady Bird and her friends and love interests play easier to watch on screen as they are pure teenage angst and butterflies and childhood and whimsy. The writing always feels one step ahead of you as the audience. You never quite know where it will head next. Lady Bird's first boyfriend, for instance, keeps you guessing as the respectful mate who names a star with her but won't touch her until he ends up kissing another boy in the restroom. One of my favorite scenes is between them when he comes to her work to apologize for hurting her, and instead she holds him up as he sobs about being gay and not knowing how to tell his family. The laughs play from the page as good as the tears. One of my favorite moments of writing is when Lady Bird and her mom are clothes shopping and bickering about many different things, until they both see a dress they like and squeal with delight simultaneously. Any daughter who has ever had a mother will know that moment of being unable to deny that the person who can drive you the craziest is also your best friend. It is impossible to separate the two. Soundtrack. The soundtrack is pitch perfect, including many markers of the time, the early 2000s. Hand in My Pocket by Alanis Morissette, Crash by Dave Matthews Band, and Crimea River by Justin Timberlake as featured tracks. The less noticeable Ani DeFranco inclusions are subtle and effective reinforcements of the goings-on, as is Gravel and Little Plastic Castle. The two Natalie Merchant tracks feel right at home in the landscape, and some of the other songs are more subtle, and not ones that take away from the mood or scene at the time in upstaging ways, like Queen's Another One Bites the Dust, which is a tough track to include without it becoming more about the song than the writing or cinematography. Greta's soundtrack choices enhance and don't distract. The Crimea River inclusion is one of the best matches, following the actual movement of the kids at a high school party, beat by beat. Also, the unique and hard-to-miss John Hartford track, This Eve of Parting, serves as a backdrop for the flawlessly executed car rides Lady Bird's mom takes alone, and meet the ride Lady Bird has taken, noticing the beauty of her childhood and growing up with a lovely sentimental and almost old-fashioned tone. All in all, I absolutely loved the film and loved the entire experience of it, seeing it with my mom and having it meet and exceed our expectations. It is like a love letter to growing up and how you were raised. It is the perfect companion to reflecting on what you're grateful for this holiday season in touching, sweet, and silly ways. I highly recommend this film and can't wait to see what Greta Gerwig does next. Track 3, Photography Tips My photography tip for today is about taking people. The lens of gratitude is a really powerful one to shoot people through. Even when you barely know someone, you can take a much more striking photograph of them if you see something about them through the lens of gratitude. Grateful for something beautiful about them, seeing something sad about them, Grateful for your own peace and ability to empathize with that moment. Gratitude for the brief but kismet interaction if they walk through the frame at just the right moment. The last time I shot a consistent client, the photographs were so much easier to create and looked so much better because they were shot through a lens of gratitude. I was sincerely grateful for their continued patronage and for establishing a relationship that was lasting and that we could both count on. Shooting through a lens of gratitude comes into play even more if you share a history or a love with someone. 
you can really climb over the wall of defense of having their photo taken and grab a real moment or two with them. It's kind of magical. So when you're next shooting a person, regardless of whether or not you know them well, find something to be grateful for about them, about the shot or about the interplay. And I promise that your photography will come out with so much more intimate detail and character. Happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday. And for this week, in lieu of a music trivia question, I would love to hear what you're most grateful for. Please write me at heather at heatherpetropolis.com or on iTunes in a review of the podcast. I am your host, Heather Petropoulos, recording live from my home studio in Brooklyn, New York, bringing you the Photo Mixtapes podcast. Tapes podcast.